This podcast is brought to you by Enrollment Resources, Innovations in Enrollment Management. Learn more at enrollmentresources.com. Hi, everybody. It's uh, Greg Meeklejohn here, and I'm here with uh, Shane Sparks and our strategic team of uh, Tom King, Sterling Simpson, Scott Spitolnik. Uh, Shane and I will be the talkers on this particular little uh, webinar we're doing today, and it's going to be on how you can find a million dollars or more in lost enrollments in your school. And so really what, how we're different at Enrollment Resources is we're really all about um, finding people uh, money revenue, enrollment revenue that they just kind of leave behind, leave on the table because of tiny, imperceptible little oversights. Um, now, Shane, I'm hearing some crackling on the line. Are you hearing crackling as well? Yeah, I am. That's not me. No, not me either. Well, I think we'll proceed with the crackling. Um, nobody else is on the uh, on the line. Everyone's muted, so it's got to be something to do with the phones out in the world. So, so, so now um, Shane, so we're going to find people um, a bunch of money. We're going to do it live. Here's the rules of the game. You can um, press star six, state your first name, and then we're going to uh, do this totally anonymously. No one on the call is going to know who you are. So um, you're going to be kind of like the product. It's like when... Uh, my kids and I swam with sharks in Mexico. We realized uh, there's a viewing gallery underneath in the water and that we became part of the show. So uh, that'll happen with uh, whoever wants to volunteer. Shane, if nobody volunteers, um, it's going to be a short call, hey? Uh, yeah, sure, sure will be. Shortest webinar in history, which would be Two no minutes. fun because we've all made great efforts to be here. And I think I'm curious to see if we can find a million dollars uh, in uh, in un uncaptured revenue for somebody. I sure hope we can. That's a lot of money. Well, okay, let's see if there's a, a courageous person who wants to, to jump in and be the first person. All you have to do, folks, is press star six and then state your name. So go ahead. Who do we have? Oh, I hear someone. Oh, me too. Who's that? Say again. Candace. Ah, Candace. Hey. Yay. Look, at, I think hey. I'm, I'm clapping for Candace, you brave, wonderful Woo. person. Okay, Candace, so Shane's going to interview you, and if you, don't, um, uh, if you don't quite know your numbers, we're going to put in the industry average, and we're going to just kind of wing it. It's like a first pass, okay? So let's proceed. Yeah. Great. So just what type of school do you work with, Candace? We're an animal training school. Oh, interesting. Okay. So typically, how many inquiries per month do you get in your animal training school? 10 to 12,000. 10 to 12,000 inquiries? Yes. Wow, per, per month. month. Yes. Holy moly. I'm going to say 11 to split the difference. That is the most inquiries I think we've ever bumped into. This will be interesting to see what happens. Okay. What percentage come through Internet channels? 
Usually most. Uh, probably like internet channels because we do our main ones are commercial as well as the, you know our PPC just internet. Yeah. Uh, so I and would the, say like eighty percent are internet. Great. How many admission staff do you have at, the, at your school? We average about thirty. Great. And approximate, and how many enrollments does this translate into typically in a year? Um, well, last year we had about 3,700 new students. 3,700. And what do they pay on average? What's the t typical tuition? Um, three to four thousand dollars. Three to four. Program. So we'll say thirty-five hundred dollars as sort of a, a middle. Is that about right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. One more step, and then we're going to learn and see what this means and see if we can um, identify some opportunity for you. So on the admissions end of this, so that's the marketing end of the equation. Basically, what are the inputs? What's the volume, the people you have to service those leads? And on the admissions end is how effective are you at servicing those leads? And then we're going to see what the numbers spit out, and then we're going to do a bit of diagnostic around that. So on typically of those 11,000 leads, how, what percentage of the time do you make contact with the, those Internet leads, the 80% of those 11,000? Yeah, unfortunately, about only 35% we get a hold of. 35%. And you know That's your number. That's like a low average, Shane. Yeah, yeah, kind of low average on our little slider thing here. Okay, of those inquiries that you do make contact with, how many of them book an appointment or a tour or a virtual tour or whatever it is you guys do? Um, is that data I don't have. So what is okay. your norm for that? Normal would be about 50-ish percent. So the, the, this is organized around poor performance, average, and high performance. So high performance would, if you're doing it 70% of the time or more, if you're booking appointments, you're doing pretty good. The average would range from really low to, you know, the high 60s. So I'll ask it in a different way. Do you think you do a reasonable job of that, or is that a room for improvement area? I would say that would be room for improvement just because we do a lot of times we book the appointment, but I would say on most of them, like, you know, 80% we book an, a, a follow-up appointment, but unfortunately then they don't keep that appointment. Oh, so that's when you the next the, question, Shane. Yeah, so we could say, hey, you're really good at getting booking those appointments, but they don't show up. Is that what you're saying? Correct. And with our school, um, they never actually physically come in because it's most, it's all online. Sure. So, so instead of tour appointment, we call it maybe an online tour, online appointment, conversation. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we get a hold of 35%. Um, of those, we have a meaningful conversation and say, hey, let's book a follow-up of some sort. But the show to the follow-up isn't very good. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then of the ones that you you know you you get them to that second appointment or to the point where hey it's time to apply or it's time to put a deposit down or it's time to sort of make a commitment to enrolling or commitment to the process of enrolling, what percentage of this thirty percent would you say ends up doing that? 
I I don't know. Hmm. That I don't know. Okay. Well, well, let's stick with the kind of middle average, somewhere around 50%. Is that fair? Okay. Yep. So 50% apply is what you're saying, hey, Shane? Yeah, in this example. And then we we could come back and adjust it if it doesn't seem right. And then of those applicants, so two more questions. Of those applicants, you know, the ones that make an application or whatever the whatever it is in your particular school, how many of them end up enrolling so they kind of matriculate to an enrollment? Um, well, doing just backwards math on that, um, I would, I mean, we average like 300, um, a little over 300 enrollments per month. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you could like back it out to see what that would end up being. Let's say, well, well, we can, but we'll do that when we get the numbers. So let's say you're, you're, you're like pr pretty high average just for the sake of this and we can make adjustments. Is that okay. fair? Yep. And then and, and then show rate. So they've enrolled, right? Um, now this might not apply to you, you because it's an online school and, and they may have an immediate start. But typical ground school, someone they've applied, they've been accepted. Hey, way to go! You're now enrolled. Your first day of class is three weeks from now, and there's some percentage that don't show up, right? Right. So. Or, or, or some percentage show up, some don't. Would, so would you say, what would you estimate the percentage, the show rate to that first day of class is? And that's pretty high. Um, I would say 99% of the people. Great. So we're like almost all of them. And I'm going to say this is Candice. Candace well, Shane, let me is. jump in if I may. So Candice, um, yes. we can send you a report. If you uh, want to um, pop in your uh, email address at the bottom there, or we can do that later on. If you want to have a, a little report, it's up to you. What would you like well, to do? Well, this one will send to me. I had this sent to me, and I can forward it to Candace. Okay. Fair enough. Candace, okay. got some good news. We're going to send you the, the little uh, report version of what you're about to see. Okay. okay. You guys ready? Wait, hold go. on, Shane. Oh, Wait, oh, oh, I pushed go. the button. I pushed the button. Oh. oh. Wow. Holy. Candace. Holy. Candace. Jiminy. <laughs> Shane, well, wow. Let me, this seems let, like, this seems impossible, Greg. This is, this has got to be BS. I can't believe this. Well, you Ouch. know, Shane, often we see BS, but it's, in fact, there's truth in, in amongst uh, the BS. Let me take, uh, Candace, quickly through this, um, if you don't mind. Uh, yes, just, please. Uh, all right. So, so in terms of your marketing effectiveness rating, you have loads and loads of good leads, and you, you might benefit from having uh, some kind of an app that would filter out some of those leads so that your reps can go and work on improving uh, their, their downstream uh, conversions, or you could uh, you could even strategically look at uh, hiring more reps, and uh, you have enough enough lead flow to go and support that. Typically, online uh, admissions reps can take up to 150 new leads a month, so uh, you've got potential there. Yeah. Um, so, hey, Greg, can I can I jump in on that one though? Oh yeah, please. Yeah. So what? 
it does not it's not reflected in this report um, that we probably we should add to this thing is that that marketing effective four hundred and fifty eight percent right is is not really a good number because what it means is that you've got way more leads than you, your team really has capacity to handle. So now we base that on 80 leads per month, which for a ground school is about the sweet spot. As Greg said, online schools are a little bit different, so maybe we could cut this in half. But the cost of that, you're kind of marketing heavy, right? And so the cost of that is that there's going to be shortfalls on the admissions end because people just can't handle the volume of leads they're getting. Does that make sense? So, yeah. so Shane and Candice, what, what you're saying here is that when people have too many leads coming in, they don't make an effort to properly connect, qualify, and build a relationship on the phone. So they tend to skirt through that first point of contact part of the um, – so if somebody's drinking from a fire hose in terms of leads, typically what happens is the contact and the show rate tend to suffer and are kind of low because there's just, it's an embarrassment of riches. So let's see if that's the case. Um, where are we at next here? All right. So um, the contact rate is uh, at 35%. You could take that up, or sorry, pardon me, 41%. You could take that up as high as 55 60% with just um, – uh, maybe some organization, a little bit of organization in terms of how these these leads are streamed your way. The tour rate is excellent. So the people you do get on the phone, they're going, oh, yeah, yeah, let's talk some more. And that, that little show rate, though, is is kind of hurting. And that is where you're losing about $17 million a year. Now, the good news is, is that Creating a little um, improvement in that show rate is can it'll bring you in a million million and a half dollars a month very rapidly just by solving this problem. Hey Shane, well that's it, and and I think you're being kind to Candace um, uh, by saying it's a small. You are you're a gentleman, and I, a gentleman, I think yeah. you're a gentleman, I, and I for one appreciate it, but. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would characterize $17 million as a small problem. Yeah, I think I might, so. I, I might think, wow, that's – or or maybe not a problem as an opportunity, as a small opportunity. I might characterize that as a really massive, wonderful opportunity. So, Shane, I have a question for you then. Yeah. Say, for instance, the inputs that we put in are – way too wildly optimistic and the problem is not 17 million. Candace, let's say it's that problem is half of that amount um, and it's what, eight and a half million. Is that, I guess that's still a pretty big opportunity. Hey? I'll take all of it. Good <laughs> <laughs> <Atta> a girl. <laughs> all right. So Candace, do you have any comments or questions before we move on to the next guinea pig? Nope. Okay. Now, does this make? I want to make sure this makes sense to everybody. So, what what we're saying is that overall, your the admissions effectiveness rating is thirty two percent out of a hundred. So, if a hundred is your best practice on all fronts, you're thirty two percent. Meaning, theoretically, you could triple your conversion current conversion rate, which would equal about twenty five million bucks, right? 
and these the, the, the steps in the funnel are identifying which specific steps in the funnel where this opportunity manifests. So contact rate, that 30, I forget what it was, 35% contact rate, if best practice is kind of 55, 60%, that means just solving that one problem, taking this from 41 to 60, and solving nothing else would generate an additional 5.9 million bucks. That's what the, the benefit of solving that problem would be. And there's ways to solve it. You know, it's phoning leads faster, being more organized, and how you reach out, um, having a, a more um, thorough system to make contact. Possibly that could be the quality of the leads. Like if you're, you're, you're kind of, you've got a ton of leads, and, and if there's lead sources that are really low converting, that might be dragging it down. Those are the kind of things that influence that. Hey, once you get them on the phone, though, you either have a good first conversation or are able to book that proper conversation, way to go, but ouch, that, that low show rate to the second appointment is in and of itself costing you about 17 million bucks. Hey, application rate, pretty good, right? It's in, we guessed a little bit, so it'll be plus or minus, but there's a smaller improvement to be made in fixing that specific problem. Your acceptance rate is great, and your start rate is great. Though we, we might suggest that 99% might be optimistic. It's a bit higher than um, typical, and so that, that might be an area to look at. But Shane, I must say, this is just uh, like literally three, four minutes of inputs. So, um, you know, I guess really, even if the inputs are out $10 million, uh, there's still $15 million to be had by tweaking these little admissions processes here and there. Mm-hmm. That's exciting because you don't have to buy advertising to fix to solve these problems. It's just having consciousness around getting the processes right with the admissions reps. That's right. And hey, Greg, can can we just discuss how best practices are derived, just just to make sure that this is credible? Maybe we're yeah we just made things up, and this is just a big manipulation. So should we talk you know, about that? Yeah. So folks on the call, we we've been at this for 14 years, and we take uh, anonymous uh, uh, aggregate averages of all of our clients over the years and and we track the conversion rates and we tr- and we track against best practice and because we're a conversion rate optimization company all we do is we're constantly split testing or ab testing trial and error moving to best practice so we do we've done this over the years thousands and thousands of times and so through these live iterative processes we we feel that we've landed on this and that we're legitimate experts in this area and we're confident about the numbers we have. In addition, we have third-party published uh, uh, things from scholars and experts that we devour and assimilate into what we do. I think that's about right, eh, Shane? Yeah, that's right. So so the best practices, as, as they're defined here, are a best effort to determine what is true most. Cool. Good. Shane, let's, uh, let's say goodbye to Candace for now. Candace, uh, did that help a tiny bit? Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, you're going to tell us how to improve that, though, right? 
Yeah, if you like, we'll have a meeting on the phone. We can uh, get into some detail with you and um, give you some ideas. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, let's uh, let's go to the next. Is there another volunteer that's on deck, as they say, in baseball? Anybody want to jump in? Just say your uh, your name, and if you're muted, just press star six. Candace, you can press star six to mute yourself. Anybody else? No. Well, maybe that scared everyone off, Shane. I think um, it did. scared me. <laughs> that was so big. That was big. Who else? Who else wants to jump in? It'd be totally anonymous. No? I have a write-in. Oh, uh, great. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do the write-in, okay? Yeah. Okay, so this is a cosmetology school, and it's, uh, it's in the Midwest uh, U.S., and... They get um, approximately, five, there's, it's a chain of three schools. They get about uh, 550 inquiries a month. Okay. And the percentage that comes through the Internet is about 70%. And they have one admissions rep at each campus, three, so they have three reps. And they have an appointment setter, which is an innovation. So let's say four. Sure. Yeah. Um, they get approximately 350 new students a year, mm-hmm. and their average tuition is $18,000. Okay. Okay. Um, now, their contact rate is is what I would call the, the crappy average in the industry, and it's around 20%. Okay. And they're the, the um, and then the the yes rate, the set rate, um, is pretty good. It's around sixty percent. Okay. And uh, and their show rate is fifty two percent. Okay. And uh, they have an application rate of fifty five percent. And they have an enroll uh, an acceptance rate at eighty percent, eighty one percent. Okay, and they have um, a show rate. They have a, a rolling intake, so they're they're um, it's at eighty seven percent. Okay, so eighty seven percent show up first day of class. Yeah, and we're going to call this what's called so the Cosmo School. Yeah, I have no clue. Now, okay, the last, yeah, and that so, would be. I think that would be typical of a lot of schools. Like this, the contact rate's kind of bad, but the, all the other numbers are pretty typical. Yeah, right. Yeah, that could be a, a small school chain or a region. You know, so that's a couple million dollars per campus. Wow. So Shane, Shane, why don't you uh, why don't you take a crack at analyzing this one? Okay, so if I was looking at this business, I would say, okay, we got, again, marketing heavy, right? Over, oversubscribed in marketing relative to capacity. Because even with that appointment setter, so, you know, and three admissions people, they have really more leads than they can handle, which is going to manifest in admissions problems, right? Yeah, because so it's that's like what happened. from a 
Drinking from a fire hose. Drinking from a fire hose. It's like going to the restaurant and ordering three dinners. You can't get through them, right? You I know I had a buddy, a buddy as a kid who drank from a fire hose and he broke his nose. Ouch. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Continu- okay. continue on. So there's so the 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 marketing the volume of marketing is influencing dis- dysfunction on the admissions end. Obviously, the contact rate is is the main issue. Um, uh, I saying thirty. Oh, a little bug maybe. Uh, costing them a bunch of money. Book tour rate. Hey, pretty good. Show rate. Uh, ooh, not great. So what what happens is that they have trouble getting them in. They're good job of booking appointments, but those appointments are not showing. Which usually, you know, just to be prescriptive in this, usually if if appointments are getting set and people are not showing to those appointments, it's it's one of two things: either the appointments being set are coerced, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning. The person just wants to get them off the phone, and so they get a false agreement. Mm, hey, Greg, yeah, yeah you're, you should come in. You're going to love it. It's great. How about, and there's pressure put on and promotion and things designed to, like, sell that person on coming in. They pick up on it and go, sure, yeah, okay, uh, sure. It's like a woman giving a guy a fake number who's asking her out, and she doesn't really want to go out with the guy. Right. Yeah, or somebody yeah. getting pigeonholed in, in a in a Home Depot, and somebody's trying to sell them a fridge rather than a life changing educational experience. Mm-hmm. Whereas best practice is really all about asking good questions, uh, really digging into their present situation, and are they happy with it, and how they could pers- how they can see their life changing in the future, and really making it all about them, really very little about the school, and I guess really the word in sales is to properly qualify people, which is yeah. the res- respectful thing to do and the ethical thing to do, and, and ironically leads to a much higher conversion rate. Absolutely. The, mm-hmm. the line, the, the, the intention that we advocate for is um, when booking an appointment, when booking a, a, a tour, an interview, would be what makes sense. Um, it, it it makes sense, some version of, why don't you come in so you can get the information you need to make an informed decision, right? So it's not a pitch. Hey, you're going to love our school. School's great. Oh, it's a, hey, don't you owe it to yourself to get the information you need to make an informed decision about whether this is the right career path for you and, heck, whether we're the right school for you. And when people present it like that, it's way less threatening and it's disarming because it's the, the prospect is coming in not feeling like he or she needs to be on guard to protect from being sold. So, right. so that could say, say through that being that respectful admissions process, um, you could recoup a third of that $6.6 million. That's $200,000 that drives mostly into the balance sheet of this school, which yeah. is 200000 a month. Yeah. So for a lot so that's, of all- so the show yeah so if we're diagnosing this problem the contact rate is um, solved through different means so contact rate solved by more immediate phone calls maybe phoning 
during night, like, like a lot of schools only phone during business hours when we know the contact rates are much higher in the evening and on Sundays, right? And yeah. so the solution to recapture some of this $3 million in this example is um, phoning in the evening, phoning on Sundays, immediate phone calls, and some kind of orchestrated system. So we're not just phoning them once and giving up or phoning them twice and giving up, but we've got a, an orchestrated um typically a 30-day contact strategy for new inquiries. Got it. Hey, everybody on the call, I'm going to ask you to just make sure that you're muted. I hear some lovely children in the background. Um, just press um, star 6 to mute yourself and star 6 to unmute yourself. That's good. So, I, liked, I liked the kids. It reminded me of when my kids were little. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I love children. So I have... I have children. I love them. They're all teenagers or, or older. Yeah. Now, so the uh, application rate, hey, not bad. You know, not bad at all. So, you know, there's a, a, a relatively minor improvement to be had here. The application rate is really a reflection of the quality of that interview or the tour, right? right. So if you do a good job of connecting and, and, and having a meaningful conversation around what the career is like and how it would fit in with that prospect's life and help them understand what life would be like in school and beyond school in that new career. Those are the things that influence application rate. Yeah. Um, so, Shane, let's move on to another per person here. Um, sure. Someone on the call. Anybody want to pipe up? I heard a voice. Just state your first name. If you're not on the call, press star six to unmute. You got it? Who's yeah. that? Yep. Go ahead. Who are you? Who are you? I no? think that I think that's a, a an unintended uh, volunteer. Yeah. Let's just wait for thirty more seconds, Shane, to see if we have a volunteer. And if we don't have a volunteer, I think we'll just uh Shut down the call, the webinar. Oh, wait, could we do one more? Well, let's see if there's a, a, a volunteer. Anybody? Come on, come on, gang. Somebody's got to step up here. It's like free consulting. And you can be anonymous. Nobody will know who you are. I'll go. Excellent. Hey, awesome. Who are What's you? What's your name? Uh, Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. So, uh, you're anonymous, uh, but just tell us in broad terms what kind of school you have. Uh, massage school. Okay, Great. cool. All right, fire away. Shane's going to uh, interview you here. Typically, how many inquiries? About 100. 100 per month. Great. And percentage from Internet channels? Uh, about 90. 90. Great. Okay. And how many admission staff? Uh, one and a half. One and a half. Uh, I don't know if I can do one and a half. Just I'll do try. Two. Okay. And how many enrollments per year? Uh, Ninety. Okay. And average tuition is approximately what? Ten grand. Ten grand. Awesome. That's, that's a good value. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a good school. Okay. So the admissions end. Contact rate. How how well do you guys do? Um, about forty-seven percent. Great. 
I like a man who knows his statistics. Yeah. I'm going through our scorecard right now, so they're pretty fresh. Anyway. Ah, okay. Uh, how many book a, in a, a tour? Um, once we get them on the phone, I'd say it's high. It's uh, 85%. Great. So you guys do an awesome job of booking those. And what's the show rate to those appointments or tours? About 50%. Okay. How many prospects end up applying? Uh, about two-thirds. Two-thirds? Okay. 66. Uh, and then of those applicants, how many end up enrolling? About 90%. 90%. Okay. Great. And then show rate to the first day of school? Uh, about 90% as well. Great. Okay. So we got Scott's, Scott with uh, Scott's school. And let's call it massage. Massage. Great. Okay. Scott, let's see what the opportunity is for you. Oh, wow. Okay. Look at that. A million bucks. That's, a, that's like a Dr. Evil uh, kind of thing. A, a million dollars. A million um, dollars, yeah. So let's break that down. That's $80,000, $90,000 a month, uh, which about $60,000 of that would end up in your balance sheet um, to go and have scholarships or lower your price even to help poor people or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so Scott, if you're the the owner, right, this represents, what, $600,000, $700,000 under the bottom line of that business to be re reinvested or withdrawn or some combination, right? This represents an improvement in both, both your life and your business. So if we break this down, so marketing effectiveness, 83%. So what this is saying is that due to, due to the, the like the volume of leads into your capacity is um, uh, there's more leads than you guys can reasonably handle, assuming that 80 leads per month is is kind of the best practice number. If now, I can allow me to weigh in um, with massage schools uh, in particular, there tends to be a bit more of a fallout rate. Um, because with massage schools, my understanding, Scott, is, you know, you really have to make sure that there's a, a, a proper fit between the prospective student and the school. And there's good massage school will make, take more effort to make sure there's a good fit. So if I'm right, you really want to have a little a bit of a higher lead total if you can to account for that. Am I off base there, Scott, or...? Not at all. Uh, we're definitely looking for more leads. Yeah. Okay. And well, and the other thing on that too is because uh, that's a really great point, Greg, is that given that the the personality, like the the kind of personality wiring of the kind of typical massage student, tends tends to be more of a relationship oriented kind of person, right? A more an amiable kind of a personality, and so those personality types tend to be a bit slower in their decision-making and um, are more focused on relationship-oriented things, right? Which can mean that there's, you know, the sales process is a little bit longer, there's a bit more intimacy in it, and it requires a high touch by the admission staff. Would the, is that a so, fair characterization, Scott? Uh, absolutely. 
Yeah. So Jane um, and Scott, um, you know what I'm my over my overarching view here is that you need um, you need a bit of a higher lead flow, maybe you know higher than this report indicates based on the the, the nuances of massage school, and then maybe your one and a half admissions reps need to kind of take a breath and at that first point of contact, don't try to rush people through to the next step. Actually, take 10 or 15 minutes. We've done a correlation and people that spend 7 to 15 minutes have a much higher show rate than people that are 7 minutes or less. It's a big governing factor. You can talk to people about their hopes, their dreams, what, why they want to go into school. Like, Take some of those questions that you would normally reserve for having in an interview and do them on the phone, which then you're actually kind of signaling to the prospective student that you're a decent person that cares about them and have an empathetic stance on how you do your business. And you cue that, you demonstrate it by the nature of the questions you ask and the relaxed nature and the unhurried way in which you're dealing with people. Does that, Scott, does that make sense to you? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And what what's fascinating about the, this admissions report side of it, too, is that on the surface, right, 130% means that overall your conversion rate is above average, right? If 100 is, uh, or a best practice. So if 100% is best practice, you guys are actually already above best practice in that you're already very effective at converting that interest to a lead. Yet, there's still $875,000 plus where there's opportunity. And the reason for that is that you're above average in a couple areas, which is bringing up the total, right? But there's still at least two areas where you're losing money or you're, you're not fully actualizing opportunity and that's in your contact rate and the show rate to those appointments so this 130 unlike marketing where if it's over 100 percent it could reflect um dysfunction in admissions in admissions if it's over you know higher the better right like if you're twice as good as converting leads from best practice great right there's no consequence to that so with the Scott School, Shane, if we had, if we could get an extra 50 leads a month coming in through the website, let's say, and and tease out an extra few percent on the first point of contact, maybe by simply altering the hours of connection, like after dinner or on the weekends, um, and having um, the show rate, like something as simple as sending a text message a couple hours prior to a meeting saying, hey, coffee's on, look forward to seeing you. Um, that's a little hack that works super well to maybe that pumps up 10%. We may not see that 1.1 million, Shane, but we might see half of it or two-thirds of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and as an as a owner-manager, which I'm going to assume you are, Scott, then what the, the point of this exercise is, okay, where do I put my effort, right? Like, you, given you, you, there's... Like there's a saying I've always liked, you can't see the label inside the bottle, right? And so most of us are inside our bottle to some degree, 
right? And so, and there's demands and, and frustrations and stuff to deal with all day long. And it's hard to know, okay, where do I focus my energy that's, that's going to net the highest return on my time? And that's really what this exercise is about. So, hey, more leads, would, there would be a direct financial benefit to that. Um, great. Um, if you focused your energy on, okay, guys, as a team, how do we improve contact rate? How do we get more people showing up to appointments? If those were the two relentless questions you asked and tried different things and initiated different um, actions, right, to try to bolster those two areas and only those two areas, that would give you the best shot of re- reclaiming this revenue that is could be there, right? If you spent your time um, focusing on, hey, let's do better interviews, right, so we get more applications, there's probably diminishing returns on that because you already do a great job of it, right? Okay, so Shane, um, I think um, we're gonna put Scott over in the in the beautiful forest to ponder these insights and uh, the online forest, and we're, we got time for one more, I think, re- realistically. Um, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks. Thank you thanks, for Scott. stepping up, Scott. Okay, but now, does anybody else? Do we have any other? Uh, courageous person that wants to have some fun it's totally um anonymous remember that but it just requires you to kind of uh open open yourself up a bit to see what's going on anybody no no come on there's got to be one person who would like to learn some stuff here no? No, just press star six. Okay. I have one right in. Another one more right in, Shane. Okay. Shall we do it? Let's do it. And then we'll uh we'll wrap the call up after that. Okay. All right, so this is actually a an Allied Health School. There's sixteen campuses. Um it's uh uh and they get um approximately 2,000 uh, inquiries a month, uh, 85% are by way of digital channels, uh, and they also use a lot of third-party like portals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have um, 32 uh, reps, and the uh, new enrollments a year, it's approximately 1,600 enrollments a year. And uh, the tuition is uh, typically, it averages out at around $20,000. Okay. And, okay, uh, the, the contact rate is, um, is at about 40%. They get help from a call center, um, mm-hmm. but it's still at 40%. And so the, uh, the set rate is at about 60%, and the show rate uh, is at 55%. And the application rate is actually closer to 50%. They get a lot of people that, that qualify out because they don't have math and stuff like that. Um, and then the enrollment rate is, again, a little bit lower. It's uh, The enrollment rate is around 70%, 71%. 
and that's because they a lot of people qualify out because again they're lacking um, certain prerequisitions for courses they want like if they want to be a nurse but the show rate is up at 92 percent so there Great. you go okay let's see what what will the little machine tell us today ouch yeah, but it's not an ouchy ouch in that, remember, there's 16 campuses. It's a big school system, right? Um, but still, you know, that's a number that's not to sneeze at. Um, mm-hmm. Let's have a look here. So based on 80 leads a month, they uh, are, you know, but this, this number is worse, actually, the marketing number, Shane, because uh, knowing this school, they have their admissions reps out in the community doing personally developed leads and referrals. So they are working with a lead uh, a lead flow of 60 leads a month. So um, that actually improves the shortfall. So, well, we yes and no. So yes and no. If they're, like, you, you need to, to market to your capacity or adjust your admissions capacity to your marketing. Right, if you to be efficient, right? Mm-hmm. And so only only market as uh, only market as much as you can sell, only sell as much as you have capacity to deliver on. Correct. And so there there could be in an example like this, it might be that their marketing needs a tune up, right? If they you'd said they're buying third party leads, and despite buying third party leads, they still can't get the volume up, then I then that would tell me at least that their their internal marketing processes need work, right? Maybe the website needs to be improved to make it more effective at generating leads. Maybe the paid search needs work. Maybe they need to be doing some more traditional media in the community to create more kind of broad awareness that, that manifests in traffic to the website, that sort of thing. Well, there's another thing involved with this school as well is that several – a number of almost half of these campuses are in smaller centers with a, a low population density. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot where schools made, you know, pre-2008, schools made this assumption, wrongly so, that people would travel an hour, hour and a half every single day to go to their school. And they built bigger campuses because of it and um, no, no, people are not willing to do that because online and and blended schools are now becoming more predominant. Mm-hmm. Um, so just spitballing here, what would make sense to me with these smaller communities would be to set up, um, make a radical change and set up um, blended learning where people could travel in two days out of the week and, and homeschool online for the balance and use conference calling and all that cool stuff mm-hmm. then they could go and widen the geo target to a four-hour drive because people can drive a, call it a couple hours tw- twice a week um yeah that's makes it so what you're saying is that it's the the marketing may also reflect a product problem Right, where the the product, the product offering, the program offerings don't match up with the needs of the market, and thus um, reflects in poor lead flow. 
Yeah, that's what I think. Knowing this school as they do, I think that that is their issue, and they and you can throw as much money into advertising as you can, but people are not going to commute um, unless you have housing, or people are yeah, people aren't going to commute, man, and and um, so landed learning for this, I would say. Mm-hmm. So this is a non-advertising related marketing solution. However, it's the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting that you can deduce that from just a couple simple numbers. Because I'm smart. You are smart. I'm smart. So are you. All right. So, all in all, pretty good. The contact rate, even with the call center helping, is still a little low. Um, and I would maybe say that's in part because they're buying at a much, the geo target is way too wide in relation to the the way the school's designed, the campuses are designed. Oh, interesting. So that that program problem or the product is our word, but the the way it's packaged um, would manifest in a poor contact rate because someone makes an inquiry and then, I don't really want to drive four hours, that's too far. Yeah. And there's no legitimate kind of resolution to that objection. Yeah, you can't build the resolution in your head. And go, oh man, I hate commuting. It's four hours a day, two each hours each way. Ah, it's great. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Whereas, if you say, like University of Phoenix, hey, every, every three weeks we're going to meet for half a day, you go, oh yeah, I could, I could figure that out. And then they keep going into the persuasion funnel, right? Mm-hmm. I think, then- um, Interesting on the on these three areas. This is really a reflection. Bigger schools, obviously, the the numbers are more compelling. But th- these are examples of small improvements adding up to a lot of money, right? Because the book tour rate, say, hey, six percent is pretty good, and so best practice is slightly higher than that. But yet, it's still three point seven million bucks, right? The fifty five percent show rate, not bad. Best practice is about 60%, still $6 bucks. 50% application rate, not bad. But And the, the other thing to understand is this is kind of like compound interest, right? Because when you get a gain at, uh, in a funnel, if you get a gain on the stage above the funnel, you also get an improvement in volume at the next step of the funnel, right? So a, a 5% improvement here creates more people here, right? A little bit of improvement here creates a compounded effect of these two at this step of the funnel. That makes sense? Makes total sense. So I guess um, the, the, the overriding lesson here is that people often think in a linear way, buy Internet leads, you know, and there's this very rutted um, process, whereas if we look at um, things that are kind of on our peripheral vision as it relates to marketing, and you set about to create a world-class product or a better product, it can be a game changer. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we have, is there anyone who wants to jump in and we can squeeze one more in? Uh, otherwise, I think Shane will just end the call today. Anybody? State your first name. No, I think we're done, Shane. I, I have a compromise. So, uh-huh. so if you go to enrollmentresources.com, so 
And thank you very much for those that uh, participated today. Um, on the very first page on enrollmentresources.com, there is the little link here to the free lost revenue calculator, which will take you exactly to the thing we went through today. And all you have to do is put in your email address to get going. Super easy. It's free. Okay. So yeah. if you are shy and didn't want to do it publicly, but want to um, have a look around and see if maybe there's opportunity where there's opportunity in your school, invite you, we invite you to go to our website, click on this little red button here, and uh, you can do so at your leisure. And you know what's cool is you can, folks, you can uh, use do different scenarios. Like what if I added an admissions rep? How would that change my numbers? If I lowered my my mark my leads per month, how would that change my numbers? You can go back. It's like a mortgage calculator. You can just mess around with scenarios. And that'll help you in your decision making. And you can do it without a human being. And you just do it on yourself. Go crack yourself a beer and mess around. So, mm-hmm. and, um, and and there's more. Oh no! And if you would like some help deciphering your information, whatever it is, you can. Uh, there's a little form on the last page. You don't have to fill it out, but you're welcome to. Uh, which will come to us, and then some one of our friendly, uh, wonderful, smart expert people uh, is happy to have a chat with you about that and help you do some free consulting on how you could maybe find spot some opportunity or or um, galvanize that opportunity in your school. So uh, here's the text, uh, the, the number you can text if you want to uh, set up 30 minutes of uh, some free consulting time. And uh, the number is 250 three nine one nine four nine four you just text that off your smartphone and state your name and we'll and uh, tee up some time we won't uh, bug you or beg you or hassle you it'll just you, you might want to buy something from us uh, down the road which is great but our main concern is just to help you out get you um, get some clarity and some thought starters moving for you because the schools are tremendous. They're tremendous values to society. They get people a leg up in life. You guys are doing bold, high-quality work for our communities. So just want to help you out. Yeah. So, Thank you very uh, Shane, much. I think, I think that's We're done. It. Thank you, folks, for attending, and I hope we hope this was uh, helpful today. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, and uh, have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. All the best. This podcast is brought to you by Enrollment Resources, innovations in enrollment management. Learn more at enrollmentresources.com.